excuse me while I whip this out. You are listening to the man that's a hero to people with small dicks everywhere. Steve Grillo, Aftershock. Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of Aftershock. I am Steve Grillo. And I'm so happy to have all these people here today. I have a very star-studded room here. Not, not really, but I have a bunch of really <laughs> great people. Matt to Matt's maybe the only star-studded person here. You got a packed house. I got a packed house. Everybody, you're listening to a new episode of Aftershock. I want to thank you for listening, and I got a bunch of people I want to introduce today. First of all, uh, my lovely co-host... Miss Stacy Pressman. Hello, everybody. How your, are you? Your all? boobs are looking fucking fantastic today. Thank you. I did them for you. Thank you. We should really have. <laughs> something. I got my boobs done for you. Yeah, Steve. you should have something low, black, and pushy uppy. That would well, be really I'm performing nice. Performing comedy. I don't need to be a whore. Yeah. Uh, sure. I, so uh, I got some other people here. I want to introduce first. Uh, first and foremost, I got legendary nightclub promoter slash owner, actor, and personality, Mr. Matt DeMatt. Hi, Matt. Yeah, Woo! Into the microphone, appreciate, Matt. Come on, appreciate right it, there. Steven. Yeah, uh, Matt to Matt Steven. has been an icon on the New York scene since I was a child, which is many years ago, but he also looks much younger than I do, which is like pretty <laughs> sad on my part. Um, Matt to Matt was a legendary nightclub promoter. He's a... Uh, like, when, I, when I was young, coming up in the nightclub business... If you got into a Matt to Matt party, it was like how like it was like that was the party you had to get into. And if you knew somebody that gets you in a Matt to Matt party, it was like because every every celebrity, every athlete, everybody wanted to be at your parties. And I can't thank you um, enough. Yeah, I, I kind of didn't realize it. I knew it when the the guest list had to be full. Yeah, but it was such a rigorous, you know, three hundred and sixty five. You're working fifty two weeks. You got to get that one and. Christmas and Halloween, it, it was a bust. So I love hearing it from you because well, I never realized. That. Yeah, well, I was an outside person. Like it was like, holy shit, you can get me into a Matt to Matt party. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I kind of know Matt, but I, mean, I didn't. I was like, when you were rocking and rolling at your height, I like, I knew people that knew you, so I was able to get in. But I pretended that I didn't know you. <laughs> <laughs> you were like 12 years old. No, no, I was about. Well, 19. you looked about 12. And and also I got uh, comedy writer and. Author of the Daily Deets, Mr. Bob Hellman. Yeah, Bob yeah. Hellman's here. Get out. That's Hi, me. That's Get you. That, you check your you underwear. Go, Bob. Make I'm sure. Here. From the Hellman mayonnaise family. From the yeah. Hellman's mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah, missed yeah. it by one. <laughs> trust fund. You're a trust fund. Bobby kid. Hellman. Uh, so uh, Bob also is. A, he was a comedy writer for Roseanne. Roseanne, but everybody, Roseanne, Louis Anderson, Paulie Shore, and a lot of other comedians that I probably would rather That's not name. That's an interesting. Group. Line, cool. Is that a good group? Well, I mean, Cheryl Alley, you can add Stacy Pressman now. And Stacy Pressman. That's the fun yes. thing about being a ghostwriter is like, you know, I mean, I I used to love that movie Zelig, you know, the Woody Allen movie, and how he would become anybody. And the first person I used to write for was Louie. And I mean, I'm a Jewish guy from Brooklyn. So the fact that I'm writing for, for Louie Anderson is, you know, a, a Midwest family orient, everything that I'm not. So it was oh, it was fun to like get into those people's heads, you know. Well, um, you, I'll tell you what, I, you, they would all come to the nightclubs, and Paulie Shore was the most unusual guy. Before there was all of this, you know, uh, PR and right. computers, he was getting everything for free. Right. He was. I'm here. The I'm women here, would come bro. Over Where's him. all my stuff, dad? I and know. he's like, give me women. Give me women. He yeah. always got laid. Well, oh. give me women, give me yeah. women. No, no, no. I, I, have, I have a funny story because who always got laid? Paulie Shore. Oh, okay. Always. So here's here's my 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 friend Sam, 
who was absolutely gorgeous. Like, I, I just never knew how to pull the trigger with her. And she, not only was she gorgeous, but she had two sisters that were absolutely gorgeous. Just the, all three of them were knockouts. Tens. Okay? And one night, we go out, and Sam brings her younger sister, Allie, to the fucking, to scores. So who's at scores is fucking Paulie Shore. And I kind of know Paulie, but I also knew Evan uh, Metropolis. Oh, yeah, Evan. The, so the, Evan, uh, he was the Bumblebee Tuna the kid. Bumblebee Tuna he's kid. A, he's a, he was like... The he's, heir to the throne. He was the heir to the throne, the Bumblebee Tuna. And his father, at, when he was 15 years old, goes, ah, you're the CEO. So he was like a CEO at 15. <laughs> and of course, like he, he's out at scores with Paulie. And they go, oh, Grillo, come on, we're going to jump in my plane, we're going to go to Greece. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, like, Paulie so, was like the toy. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. That, yeah, that, totally. That Richard yeah. Because like, he was like, oh, so Paulie You know showed. he had money, Yeah, but that guy didn't have a pocket. So there right. was no... <laughs> no, he was like, like where's my a fucking pocket? Jew, he didn't spend a dollar. <laughs> so, but anyway, so now we go out to scores, and then there's Evan and Paulie, and now I'm with Sam and her fucking gorgeous sister. Now Sam has to leave, and she goes, Steve, I have to go. You're in charge of my sister. Make sure she doesn't fuck Paulie Shore. <laughs> and, and she leaves, and I walk her out, and I come back, and her and Paulie were gone. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, I didn't even have a chance to cockblock him. I had, like, seen, yeah. I had, I have, I mean, I was on the road with Paulie for 10 years. He, yeah. And he's a great guy. He's one of my, one of my best friends. Um, and it's so funny because we, again, we are so opposite. You know, he'd always go East Coast, West Coast, bro. We're just like we're just we're so different, but so connected. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I have seen like what you're just saying, Steve. That story. I have seen like boyfriends, and like you know, surrender their girlfriend to him. And I'm like, and oh, I'd be like, what? you know, listen. And okay. see no man is fun, I, but like, yeah. what are you doing? You know? I think Ron Jeremy is what you're talking yeah. about. Ron yeah. Jeremy could walk into a room, walk into the bathroom. He gets two blowjobs. He comes out. Yeah. yeah. Bodyguarding. For yes. Him. I open up the door to get him. The early thing. Two girls come out. I'm like, dude. How many times can you do it? It's unbelievable. The more they come, the more I really? can. Yeah. Like, Stacy, I was at the Rainbow Room, like like maybe two years ago, and there's Ron Jeremy, and and Ron loves me, you know. Ron, hey Grillo, what's going on? And we're sitting there, and we're ha we're standing up, we're having a conversation, and in the middle of the conversation, this girl just like appeared out of nowhere, like right in between me and Ron. Suck your dick. You, you want me to suck my dick? Really? Goes, yeah, I'll suck your dick in the bathroom. He goes, all right, bye. And he, and he just walked away. Oh, my God. And I'm like, how do you fucking... Well, you you're know fucking 100 years old and you're 300 pounds and you still want to suck your dick. It's so weird. When I met him at, um, just for laughs uh, a couple of years ago... I, you know, you, you know, you shake hands. He kissed me on the lips as like oh, greeting. Like uh, I'm like that was the end of your life. I was yeah. like, you I'm better like, get checked. Like he, I'm like, like I've never had that before. It was like so like inappropriate, but yet weird. And I think his funny. His father or his, I mean, didn't he come from like a, a family of like rabbis? Yes, or, like, he's a very Jewish guy, religious Jew, right? From Brooklyn. In, yeah, yeah, and I was traveling. And it just came up. Uh, oh, really? You Jewish? And I mean, really Jewish. Yeah. So like, were they okay with it? Yeah, that's a great answer. <laughs> well, well, the funny thing is, I, you know, when I, like Howard didn't have when I worked on the Stern Show, Howard wouldn't have Ron on, and he wanted to come on so desperately. Yes. So uh, I met him when John Wayne Bobbitt, the guy who had his penis cut off by his wife, Elena. Uh, Why'd you have to yeah. go and Bob? I did a musical called the John and Lorena Bobbitt musical. Yeah. Long story. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. It is. Love hurts. 1993. Love and that is case. Yes, it does. So John, uh, because. John Wayne, you don't understand something about him. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he's art artistic. Okay, like he's he's kind of simple. And you would know, Steve. Yeah, because I'm, 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 there's no question about me being on the fucking scale. Okay, spectrum, not the scale. <laughs> he, he got pushed around. Yeah, but he made but, money. Yeah, but but he got handled. So, but but he was a really nice guy. He was so, a nice guy. And um, he, he didn't and die, I, I became he? friends with him. Like so, he, he calls died? me up and he's like, uh, uh, "Grillo, it's uh, John Wayne." 
uh, I'm in town. He's promoting his porno, Frankenpenis. <laughs> yeah, Frankenpenis. Coming to a theater near so, you. So we, so we, uh, Ron Jeremy must have produced it or directed it or something. So he was on a publicity tour. So I jumped in, and now I meet Ron Jeremy. So I had left like I, it was when Reservoir Dogs, the movie, came out on video. Cassette. Huge. And yep. it was, uh, but it was just came out, and so I, I was at scores and I was drunk and I left it there. And Ron Jeremy picked it up, and he calls me Monday morning on the show. He goes, Hey Grillo, I got your. Uh, your Reservoir Dogs tape. I went, oh my God, thank you so much. Could you just mail it to me? He goes, well, what, how about if I got Quentin Tarantino to sign it? I'm like, oh, no, yeah. no, just mail it to me. <laughs> you know? So like a year later, he, you know, now he's using his leverage to get on the show, basically. Right, okay. So now he comes to New York and he's like, I, 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 got, your, I got your fucking tape. And so and he goes, but I, I have a rap song now and I want, I want Howard to play it. So now I'm like, you know what, motherfucker? You made me a, we made a year for my Reservoir Dogs tape. I was like, well, why don't you drop it off in my apartment? He goes, <laughs> so now, I had a six-floor walk-up at the time. <laughs> a, I didn't know John I, that he had fucking asthma. <laughs> He's a severe asthmatic. But he looks in shape. Yo, I know it. Rod Jeremy. So now, I made him walk up to six flights. So by the time he gets up to my apartment, he's having an asthma attack. Oh, fuck. Okay, now, and I, I, and I didn't have a couch. I had a bathtub in my living room. You remember that apartment, Stacey? Yes, I, think you I threw up a, there. I threw up a few times <laughs> yeah. there. Was it a little romantic because the bathtub was in the living room? Yeah, um, it was. I don't know. I, I don't remember any of it. around the living room. What, was it a studio? No, it was, it was actually a two-bedroom. Two bedroom. He lived with wow. Ganji. Yeah, Mike Ganji. It, was, it used to be... First, it was the, the guy who wrote... Um, the, the guy who wrote Easy Money. Uh, his name will come to me in a second. It was, it was, it was basically a crash pad for everybody, all the comedians at Dangerfields, okay. because Dangerfields was down the block. So um, he owned it, then Jackie the Joke Man had it, and then went to Stuttering John, then it went to me and Ganji. Wow. So it was basically... Was and it was only it. like four hundred. Never left the family. Yeah, no, it was, always like, it was only like $450 a month, but it was, well. like, it was an awesome <laughs> apartment. You had two separate rooms, just you had to... You could, you could do your dishes, and you could take a shower. Okay. <laughs> and you could vomit in the living room. No, one, it was just one toilet one in a closet. So, no, no relationships there. I'll no, no, there was no <laughs> secrets. So anyway, so he comes up and all I, I was, you know, I was like twenty years old. I just had a mattress on the floor. So Ron comes and he's like, so he, he has this rap video that he did, and I put the VHS in, and I'm and I'm watching the rap video, and now he's, you have the picture, it's just a mattress on the floor, a twin mattress, and he's like leaning on my mattress, and all of a sudden, I didn't know he's also a narcoleptic. Oh <laughs> yeah! <laughs> so he get actually, him off the bed. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> he's asleep and he's like kind of leaning on my bed, snoring. And I'm like, Ron Jeremy's on my bed snoring. I'm like, Yo, I'm kicking. I'm like, Yo, Ron, get up, man. That's fucking creepy. I, I jerk off to fucking porn on you, <laughs> and you're here. I was like, That tissue's dedicated to you, man. That's so funny. <laughs> so but nobody worked harder than he did well, to get out. No there. pun intended. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's on top of his game. He knows. <laughs> I mean, I, Harder. Yeah. There was only uh, the redhead co comedian that always carried top. Carrot top, the no, sex addict. The girl. No. Oh, uh, Kathy Bam. Griffin. Yeah. Kathy yeah. Griffin. She's the only one that I think worked harder to get something than Ron Jeremy. Than Ron did. Ron was like, please, Whoa. a line. I'll do anything. I'll suck my dick right in the middle yeah, of Yeah, but that, well, that was a thing. That's how he got <clears> discovered. I know. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. And I asked he sucked him. his own dick? Yeah. 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 He was in Screw well, Magazine. When, when in the 70s, I wish I had a boyfriend like that. <laughs> well, in the 70s, he was actually... Yeah, you're Jewish, that's yeah, why. <laughs> in the 70s, he was actually in good shape. He was like, he had the hairy chest. He was actually considered like a stud. And I, I, he posed for Playgirl. It was a lot different, yeah. You know, and it, he had like the hairy chest. And he was Ew. like the quintessential 70s 
like he had handsome nice eye- man. He had nice eyes. Yeah, and, but the thing is, <laughs> he, he did. He had nice he, eyes. I he had, a he has a fucking giant. He had cock. so many lines after that one. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, <laughs> but he I guess he could throw his head, his feet over his head. And suck his own dick. No, he could, actually, I get to, he I could s- bend over. Oh, yeah, he really? could bend over. I saw oh, that picture. I, I, figured, I never saw the picture. Yeah. I was like about 10 or 11. My brother used to have like this whole stack of screw magazines downstairs. Oh, I know? love that magazine. Back then, Al Goldstein. He wanted us to come out. Oh, this is a, I have a funny story about But that. actually, back then, it wasn't even a magazine. It was a newspaper. Yeah, Before I like it. It was a new, you know. But I remember seeing that, like, you know, you sneak down there at night when my brother was, you know, in the daytime, my brother was at school or whatever. And um, I remember I opened that up and I saw that picture of him and literally my mouth is to the floor right now. But I was, I just, it was a complete shock. And I remember calling my friends. Did that make looking going, I kept looking going, how do you bend your back like Well, if like, you're doing you yoga, know? you can do well, it. Well, that's what I said. I said, this guy's got to do this every night. Yeah. Because oh, if he misses, so if he misses yeah. a stretch. Oh, I don't need to leave the house. He'll throw yeah. his back at yeah. <laughs> no, he, he must well, have been well, a Well, here's the deal. Here, and I have this discussion with a, a very good friend of Wait, ours. Wait, did he deep throat his dick? Uh, well, I don't know. If I, well, it's big enough, maybe. Or did he just I get have, the tip in his mouth? There's I a big know. difference. Well, well, here's the, here's here's my here here's 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 my theory on anything like this. Okay, and uh, our very good friend Russ Pernelli, It's a very big ongoing debate with us. Any dick in your mouth is fucking gay. I'm sorry. No, I don't agree with that. No, I don't care if it's your own dick. That's, like, that's like masturbation now, with your mouth. It's the same no, it's thing. No, it's not. Yes, I don't it care. is. I don't, if, you, if you could if, put your if, hand on your if, dick. Any tip of dick in your mouth means you're fucking no, gay. No, it isn't. Yes, it this is. Why are you gay? It's your own dick. This is a woman's point of view. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't even hear what she's saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, and then here's wait, the wait. Other. If you, you can suck your own dick, why would that make you gay? Because you don't like other because people. You want, you, you want to please yourself. You, can put, if, if you, you, you put your hand on your dick. If you're okay with a dick in your mouth, then that says something. Well, no, wait a no, second. No, it doesn't. If you're in prison, uh, you're, you're having a blast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's your mean, own so dick. I got her point. And I definitely have his. What mind, about if? What about like you know a finger and a da 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 da? What about what is well, that? You, can, you mean? can say anything you want, Bob. No, I mean, are, nobody's listening. What's your da da da? You know what about what about what? Well, not saying that it's me, oh, oh. but what now is that gay also? Like a guy that goes, you know, stick, sticks stick his own finger in his own. No, dick? no, no. In like, my ass? No, like wow. Stacy. Do you have a finger your? Guy's ass. I, I I tried to do it with my ex husband. He hated it. Right. Well, it's got to be like at least no polite. people like it makes it's your prostate not gay. feel. It's nothing. Well, no. Not you know what's gay? You know what's gay, Steve? Let me clear. This. If two men are attracted to each other and they want to do something with you, being no, gay no. is not having oh, a no, dick in your mouth. Yes, it is. No, he's, <laughs> he's talking about. Ass. Have you ever done a reach around? Um, yeah, have you done the Matt. reach around? And the answer is definitely. There you go. <laughs> You need no. to fucking deep throat that mic. <laughs> no, I. You have such a, a strong, handsome that, voice. But I have a big voice. Yeah, I thought. I know. It was you know what's crazy though? In the seventies, I'll never forget. Everyone on, did that on twenty twenty. <laughs> they have like I remember watching this on twenty twenty. They did a whole special on, on the west side, all the the gay prostitutes. But what they found was there were a ton of straight guys that were getting blowjobs yeah, and going pay, home that's to regular. Jersey. That's normal. Gay for play. Yeah, gay. What is it gay called? For play. Gay for gay play. Gay for play. Okay, so we were talking about. Uh, if you could suck your own dick and you're gay, I think you're gay. Uh, but here's here's another here's my ongoing debate with Mr. Russ Brunelli. Okay, I used to work at a restaurant called Brunelli's. Russ Brunelli was one of the original managers uh, for the GM for the Limelight. Yeah. Uh, Matt is a very close friend with him. We grew up in the business together, or they did. And um, so I, I I'm working at Brunelli's and I show up. It's four thirty. I'm prepping and I, I I just rub one off before I got to work because that's what you got to do. You had to add that in. Yeah. Well, because it, it explains my next story. Yeah. It, ex- it explains the, the whole part of the story. So. I was watching this porno, and it was like a, a two guys and one girl kind of scene. 
and the girl had both the guy's dicks in her mouth at the same time, and they, they stop dicks, talking to me like the that. Dicks like were, that. The dicks were touching. <laughs> Not me. And, and I casually go to Russ. I go, you know, it's funny. I was just watching this porno, and it was like a DP scene, and the guy's balls DP. were slapping. The guy's balls were slapping on the other guy's shaft, and then the, the girl had two dicks in her mouth. I'm like, that's fucking gay. And he goes, no, it's not. And he said it a little <laughs> too quick. A wee bit too quick. And I went, Russ, what are you talking about? He goes, that's not gay. I go, Russ, yes, it's gay. No, it's not. And I was like, two dicks touching is gay. He goes, no, it's not. I went, oh, you did it. No, I didn't. <laughs> he know? didn't, but he didn't put it in his mouth. I mean, okay. I'm just going to tell you, not that I know, from per- from personal, whatever, The if when you're in that situation... It's the girl who sometimes takes over. Yeah. So she's telling you, I want this. I want two dicks in my mouth right now. Okay. And no one's saying well, no. Guys, guys right. you want to no. leave? I know. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 was, I was doing acting. I, yeah, okay. I didn't know that this was part of the nightclub talk. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I know it happens in basements and bathrooms. Basements. <laughs> the nightclubs happen right out in the fucking VIP lounge. Come well, on. there is a thing that when you first open... That the first person that could have sex in the bathroom has Chris in that bar. Oh, you so, got to. So there's a huge thing when you open that door, no matter what time it opens, you'll have a couple come in and they'll go right at it and they go, my bar. <laughs> really? Yeah, got that bar, yep. yeah, I've I, never I, fucked in a bathroom in my life. Really? Well, I don't like the smell you know. of shit. No, I doesn't, but, but sometimes you know it's the only place to go. It's only 4.30. But when it's brand <laughs> new, <laughs> when it's, brand new oh, it's that, clean. That's true. Good point. <laughs> brand uh, new toilet, tiles, you can eat off of them. So now, Matt, give everybody your pedigree. Let everybody know who doesn't know who Matt. I, you know, in, in New York, as far as I know, everybody knows who Matt to Matt is. Now there's about a million other people out there. Um, something simple. I've done a lot, but I'm one of the few... Uh, people that have started at the very bottom, at security, let's say. Not the bottom, but when you're a big guy at the bottom. And um, I started 16 years old mm. as a clicker because I wasn't big enough. When I was 20 years old, I was Where, 16. where, where did you oh, the- I started at 16 at Speaks with Twisted oh Sister. Yeah, okay. used to play Thursday, Rat Race Choir on Wednesday. So now, this is interesting. you got to tell everybody. So, yeah, I just think people know it. That's my problem. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Well, that's why I'm here to help you. Okay, and I appreciate that. Yeah. So then, I guess, at 18, uh, 17, I went to Eliphas, which was Queens. And Sam Berkowitz, the uh, son of Sam Killer, shot somebody on the night of my birthday. Oh, my God. And I got out of the car, ripped my pants, went home. My other friends were, went in. And they were like, no, 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 we're not going to go until you, we go with you. It's your birthday. I said, just go. Two cars went with me. Two cars went in. As we're driving back, we see the police because it's already a <gasps> wow. huge thing. And as we're walking in, they were like, oh, the guy got shot on the side of the bar. The craziest thing, though, was that they said the bar was closed, and when everybody turned around, they must have paid off somebody. Bar opened up like nothing happened. Wow. wow. Pretty and that crazy. was a son of Sam killer, huh? That was a son of Sam. Wow. On that my was... birthday. So, and he was, that, that's weird because he was like right there. That was so scary. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he, I would have been there had I not ripped, ripped my your pants. pants. Yeah, isn't that weird? He, but he... the pants were tight back then. Oh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, looking at your pants right now. They're pretty tight. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. This is and the that... first pair of pants that somebody said, oh, you got skinny jeans you on. Got, I was like, like, no, I don't. I got <laughs> no. They're skinny camos. Actually, they're really cool pants. I got to be honest. They are really I'm not coming on. To you, but you know, even I like. It. <laughs> yeah. So go on. So you so you, um, you started out like doing tickets and stuff yeah, like I that. Yeah, tickets. And the reason that I was brought in, I was working at Jack Lane, 
And I was, uh, since I was working in the nightclubs and at Jack Lane, I kind of picked up dance. So I did jazz dance. I did a little did bit. Did you of, do jazz hands? I did a lot <laughs> of jazz hands. I mean, a lot of jazz hands. Yeah. Um, but I got, my class became huge because it was a man teaching women and the guy. Oh, you probably really got more it. ass than a toilet seat. Uh, it, it wasn't a bad thing. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. more than the nightclub <laughs> oh, business. Oh, really? Yeah, it was crazy. So, because you're in shape, hot and sweaty yeah. too. I don't oh, even want to take. I don't even want him to take a shower. Just come right now. So, you know? <laughs> don't take a shower, sweetheart. Not <laughs> going there because it probably happened every night. <laughs> um, it was just a unique job. So they said, Matt, can you get us big guys? So I was like, sure. Yeah. We drive out to uh, Island Park, I think, or, and uh, we would we would be there. The crazy part about it is that I was so small, and I was so young that they understood that they could only give me the stamp thing. Aww. So, I, yeah, it was almost an aw job. <laughs> yeah. So Aww, I'm stamping, and the guys I'm working with are monsters. Like, the guys I brought were huge. Steroids. But steroids. One guy was 6'9". Oh, okay. Like, the, one guy caught, he was working underneath a Cadillac, and one of the uh, the bolts broke, and he's underneath, he catches the engine. <gasps> he was so strong that he was able to kind of hang it up Till he got out. Oh my God. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Everybody was scared of him. Never lost the fight. Wow. So I went from there and then I went, I, I played baseball. Where are you from, like, by the way? I'm from Queens. What part? Uh, well, you're from Queens. I'm from straight parents. Saleo <laughs> 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 would know that. For yeah, sure. no, that's a Bernelli joke. <laughs> I've actually oh, never heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> what part of Queens? Uh, Flushing, Bayside. Oh, I know that area. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I'm it from was Brooklyn. a great upbringing. Yeah, well, we're from Brooklyn, both yeah. of us. So. I'm from Brooklyn. Where? Mill Basin. Where uh, all the fucking oh kids are from. You had money. Yeah, we had some money. Yeah. <laughs> Your fans? I'm from Gravesend. <laughs> Gravesend. Hey, what a great That's end. a good place to this go. This is by such a Quailu. New York it's show a great today. T-shirt. Yeah. Gravesend. Gravesend. Yeah. I'm gonna get. I should get them made up to sell them at shows. Yeah. So and then so you went from uh, taking steps and then you stepped up and you started doing security. Yeah, I did. Okay. So and that's where the real craziness became. I went to the fun house. I met a, a <gasps> man. The fun, the fun house. house. Nice. I, 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 I never went who, there. The fun, oh, for for those young. people who don't know. Uh, if if you're from Brooklyn or New York, the Funhouse. All five boroughs. All five boroughs. Uh. The Funhouse was the place to be. Like it was legendary, and it was when hip hop first started. When in all that whole like early '80s dance they would mix rock. Was, they would mix rock uh, with hip hop. Yeah, with, and yeah. It, the it was fun house, And outside the Funhouse, it was such an icon, iconic painting on the side it was a clown yeah the cl- the crazy the clown the crazy yeah. clown the and it was everybody had the funhouse shirts i wanted and one so bad inside oh, so inside cool. the clown's crazy hair it was if you looked at it it said funhouse and if you went to the funhouse it was you went to the fu- how would you get into the funhouse so the but not fun- only did you go there in some respects you had to feel like you were taking your life into your hands really yeah, yeah cuz each borough had a stage oh i didn't so know that so if this borough and this borough, like if somebody jumped up on their stage and there was like any friction, oh, it'd wow. be a brawl. So we had brawls like 100 on oh, 100. I didn't know that. Guys flying all over. We had, we had 40, 50 bouncers. The wow. guys inside, they were all convicts. They all went to jail. Really? The guys outside had no records. So when the police came up, okay, what'd you do? You've been to jail, you got a record. You know, no, I'm cool. What'd you do? Uh, I played judo. 
and I do this. You know, I'm a teacher. Right. <laughs> so everybody outside, but the guys inside were like Paulie Cheese. Well, of course, not for nothing, but the fun house was in the middle of Mafia Central. You know like, that that, uh, that Brooklyn oh, yeah. neighborhood was like that was uh, that was come on that area. Wait, where was the fun house? It was in Manhattan. It was in Manhattan. No, the fun house. Yes, it was. Wait, what about you? Were there was one in fucking Brooklyn. No, Brooklyn. we no, had you're thinking about crazy. Yeah. We had no. crazy country club. No, in you're Brooklyn. thinking of the fun house mural on Avenue U by the record yeah. store. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. That's no, what no, he's no, thinking. No. Oh yeah, that's right. Thought the fun house was. That's no, you were too young to go. I was too young. No, it was something you heard about in grammar school. But the mural, I thought that's where the fun house was. No, I'll make it easy for you. Uh, Jelly Bean was DJ every Friday, Saturday. Who, who actually found, Jelly Bean Benitez founded Madonna pretty much, no? Well, they met. Yeah. And yeah. they were hanging out, and it actually happened like right in front of us. And, uh, you know, it was very interesting because you could see the relationship start, and then you could <clears> see <throat> him kind of helping her. You could see the caring <laughs> right. between the two, and he was amazing. I just want to give a quick shout out to Jelly Bean's daughter. I don't know her, but I know she started following me on Instagram. So awesome. awesome. Big hello. Jelly Bean. Hello. We're going after the daughters of yeah. celebrities. Yeah, well, I like that. Uh, he, did date, he did date Joey Botafugo's daughter. So yeah. Hey. He's the guy that rips off all the apartments when they go on vacation. Uh, <laughs> that's not me. What was Madonna like in the early days? Um, She's smelly. I can't give you a... <laughs> smelly. I can't give you a... a you know, I wasn't hanging out with her, uh-huh. but Jelly Bean was really cool. Uh-huh. And I kind of, you know, I liked him, but it was it was so much. Grace Jones was the iconic Funhouse um, track entertainer, whatever you want to call it. Right. She goes, she'd walk in the middle of the room and she'd go, okay, who's from Brooklyn? Because uh-huh. she knew Brooklyn. Ah, tough. Yeah. Right? And all uh, ripped shirts, big things, Big steroids, guns, all the yeah. place, and she'd start her, you know, walking around with her music pounds, and she'd go to a guy from Brooklyn, grab the back of his hair, and shove it right in his crotch. Nice. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, like, go fuck with me. Yeah. I love it. They loved it. They loved it. Yeah. And don't forget she was in Conan. Yeah, and the second one. Oh, wow. That, yeah, Conan the, the Destroyer. One. No, she wasn't in the first one. Really? Yeah, no, it was Conan the Destroyer. She was amazing at yeah. whatever one she was. Uh, you know, she kind of pissed me off because I was working at Club Expo, and they paid her ten grand to show up, and she showed up for two minutes and stole a piece of artwork and then ran out the door. I remember that. I remember <laughs> Half that the ago. celebrities are like that. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if you ask them and they're finished with the movie or something, they will actually say, I, you know, are you, uh, are you a theft of your the stuff? Because they're made for you, yeah. But they don't—they don't, they don't want to give them to you unless you're a huge uh, yeah, movie no. star. You walked and, out with like a, a, a five thousand dollar piece of a painting and ten thousand. Well, they tell you, yeah. I took a tw- as long as it's not ridiculous. I took twenty thousand dollars worth of diamonds and every piece of clothes. Yeah, really? Yeah, they tell you. Like Jason Moma, who just did Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. He said not that there were a lot of clothes, but I took it all. I'm a clothes whore. Yo, everybody, check it out. Who's on the phone? It's the legendary, the infamous. Mr. Joey Buttafuoco. Um, when all that shit was going on back in the day, and if everybody doesn't know about the Amy Fisher Buttafuoco scandal, I'm sure. No, it, what like, happened there? Google it. Yeah, what happened there? You're uh, the so, youngest guy in the room. We yeah, all uh, know this. You know what? Well, everybody knows it, but I'm talking about people that might be listening that don't know it. Um, it was uh, so when all this was going down and the heat of, you know. Not you know this whole scandal's going down and Joey's out there defending himself. I remember the day before you had a press conference and you were out defending yourself and everything that went down. And then the next day, uh, Howard was talking about it on the radio, and you called right. in 
And, and you know, part of what my job was is to screen the callers that come in. And, and basically, if someone wants to talk to Howard, it was a big, very big deal because if you put a call through to Howard and, and it, was a, it was a scam, you, you got your asshole ripped. You know what I'm saying? And then you weren't allowed to touch the phones anymore. And it was like a big deal. So if anybody that was calling in, you had to make sure it was a legit phone call. And How would you vet them? Like, well, you know, well, basically, you know what? I started to vet Joe. You'd ask them questions. Right. Okay, yeah. Well, what part of Long Island? This is are you one from? of the great, honestly, guys. How do you vet this anybody? Is one of the greatest stories never told, and I'm going to tell it right now, if I if I'm permitted to. Sure, of course. You guys had back in the day in the climate this ridiculous case. It was just ridiculous what it was. But anyway, I'm 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 actually with my children in the kitchen on my my home on Long Island, and uh, I was a fan of Howard. Of course, everybody was a fan of Howard. Well, I'm listening to Howard that morning, and there's a one of your guests that was there, or he was on the phone. I don't really remember if he was in the studio. He was on the phone. I believe he was on the phone. He called in and said that he was my pool guy <laughs> and that he cleaned. Yeah, this is true. He called in and said he was my pool guy. I stopped spreading that peanut butter and jelly on that bread for my son, Paul. And like, listen, to this. listen to this shit, right? Here's another one. They all came out of the woodwork, by the way. All the little vultures and creatures. Uh, as they do they in situations like ocean. that. So I'm listening to this. This, this nutbag on the phone saying how he's my pool guy and he always <laughs> cleans the pool every week and he sees me and Amy Fisher and Mary Jo and my kids by the pool. And it was just a bunch of nonsense. It, like the whole case became that. So I, I said, you know, I've had just about enough of this. So I called, I called Howard's number. Grillo answers the phone. Steve, you answered the phone. Yeah, yeah, no, that remember. was me. It's a legendary freaking story. Yeah. It's a legendary story. You answer the phone, and I say, uh, Steve, my name's Joey, but I want to talk to Howard, right? Yep. And you say, well, yeah, okay. The <laughs> whole world wants to talk to Howard. How do I know this is Joey? But I, <laughs> I said to Steve, if you don't put Howard on the fucking phone, I'm going to come down there and smash your fucking head. <laughs> and you, you went to Howard. No, but it wasn't that I was scared. You can't smash my fucking head, and then you put me through. And it, Wait, it, but, it was a wrong Joey, it wasn't that I was scared. It's because I heard you like on the press conference the day before, and for some reason, your, yeah. your, your tone of your voice was stuck in my head. And it wasn't the fact that I was like, it wasn't that I was worried you were going to come beat me up. I was like, holy shit, this is the guy. You know? <laughs> there you go. It's the guy. You know, we're friends all the time. And I never meant it in a hostile way or a yeah. pissing way, but I was pissed. At that caller, she just put me on the fucking phone because I'm pissed off. <laughs> yeah. and, you're like, hey. and I went, I was like, just, I thought, this is, the, this is fucking, this is him. And, and I, you know, like I said, I, I put myself out there. Anytime no you PR put a, guy. No, no. And you put yourself out there when you put a call through to Howard. So I put Joey, I said, Howard, I, I'm pretty sure this is Joey Botafuco on the phone. And, and it actually was. And then Gary gave you the third degree. Gary gave you the third degree. And I yeah. heard them say, what the fuck put Gary on the phone? I'll fucking tell him the same fucking thing. And then he said, no, this is him. You need to put him on the phone. The funny thing is, the next day, it made front you know, front page of the New York Post that you called in. And, and right. I, I, I saved that paper. I have it somewhere at my mother's house because it was. The, I, I can honestly say I directly influenced the front cover of the New York Post. You know, Joey has been on. You absolutely did. Joey has been on you more. Absolutely did. You've been on more covers than of the New York Post. This is a fact than anybody else. Is yeah. that right? For good reasons or bad reasons? Because. Bad well, reasons, okay, but yeah. good reasons, not so many. No. Well, and the other time I influenced uh, the cover of the Post was uh, 
when the guy was ju- going to jump off the George Washington Bridge, and I put the phone call through. <laughs> That's when you a took good a, one. When yeah. you took a shit on the post. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Instead of the dog. Well, the post is better than the Daily News, I can tell you that. Hey, Joe, you oh, know, before God, the show started... Some stories about all those papers. I would be coming across the bridge, coming in to see you guys, right? And I would see these, these guys that are hawking the papers at the bridge, right? They got the Daily News, New York Tuesday, uh, New York Post, and I'm on the covers. That was a trip for me. That was weird for me, right? One paper said, Joey gave me the gun. The next one said, Joey didn't give me the gun. It's like, make up your <laughs> Who fucking gave me the mind. Fucking gun? What the fuck? Right? <laughs> Let me tell you. Those fucking papers Dude, were but nuts, another, man. A story Those... like A story like you went through is just, it's, it's media f- like food. It's just like, they, they wait on a daily basis for something like that to happen. Well, you know, we always let, I say it's a joy all the time. He was the godfather mm-hmm. of literally reality television and oh, sure. all that stuff. And tablo- I shouldn't say reality television, tabloid television. Yeah. Because it Absolutely. didn't It didn't exist before him. There was, you know, there was, you know, there was... Uh, what he was, was it? one what, of the first. Yeah, what was it, Inside but Edition? But don't forget, there was also a show Yeah. that came out that was a real reality show. Before anybody really knew what it was. What show was that? I don't know. The, well, the real the first family. The first that, reality show really was MTV. Uh, the, what was that? The, the MTV Osborne's. show? No. Oh, no. oh, oh, uh, the Real that, World. Real World, real world yeah, was really and, the first and, reality show. But before show. that, yeah, I think the Loud. Do you know? I got it. And you had another. I mean, those were real. With Tammy Faye, Tammy Faye Baker and Ron Jeremy, and Tammy Faye wouldn't do it if I was doing it, but she didn't know who Ron Jeremy was. Oh, and that's they so did. Yeah. that fucking funny? We were just talking <laughs> about Ron Jeremy. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about it. I'm sorry to hear about your friend Dennis Hoff. Oh, yeah, I know. Dennis was one of my closest friends for a long, long, long time. So you you've know? been to the Bunny Ranch. You know? That must have been fun, man. What's What's it like there? Hmm. We're at the Bunny Ranch. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Playboy Mansion. Uh, no, the Bunny Rancher. Did he throw you some freebie, freebie free BJs? Listen, listen, listen. Seriously, the Bunny Ranch. Dennis threw the best parties. We we go at twice, two, three times a year for his parties. But then whenever he came to L.A., we always hung out together. We we really did spend a lot of great time together, even at the ranch and away from the ranch. But to answer your question about the Bunny Ranch, you know something? We just always would have a lot of fun. Smoke quality cigars, hang out with great people, and just had a great three or four days. Well, there was no pretense On back everything then. that you could think of. You know, I mean, it was really good. And he had really some. He had fun. an eclectic list of people that would come to that. You know, I mean, yes. that you would not people that you just wouldn't think are going to be at the bunny ranch. Well, you do know he used to come to New York and he used to go to the nightclubs. He would get somebody like me, introduce me. He'd always have two women. Dennis. One was always a blonde, if not both of them. Right. They didn't have to be beautiful. Yes. They had to be. Uh, you know, they had to lead the, the conversation to him, and he knew what he was doing. So he'd get all these women. And he would find a way to just new women, you know, and he would just multiply, multiply, multiply. And that's in itself is a real. Talent. You know what's interesting about that place? Whenever I would read about people there, like celebrities that were there, they Joey, maybe Joey, Joey will, 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 will clarify this. They would always talk about how great the food was. Like the steaks that they would have these well, big. That, there was like, oh, there was like scores. scores. Yeah. Scores. Matt, you've and been to scores. 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 But like, you yeah. know, like scores, but they were smart because they knew men like food and pussy. So why not bring the two together? Yeah. <laughs> but it was insane. Well, you got to realize something. When the brokers were running before they just blasted off and when they ruined everybody, they would come in and the uh, when they put the card through, it would have a different name. Like, uh, the happy uh, so-and-so right. diner or whatever it was. The wives didn't know a thing. 
Right. So they could come four days a week. I had business if it was a nice place. And they would eat with the girl, and the girl would charge them between <laughs> 125 to 225 an hour without touching them. And he would buy them dinner. It was like lonely right. men trying to, you know, the worst thing is that men try to get these women out thinking they are doing this against their will. Right. <laughs> they are butchering your wallet on purpose. I love it. And when you leave, you don't have your underwear or anything on, and, and you're you, smiling. And you still got a full load in your pocket. Yeah, it's <laughs> unbelievable. You know what's right? We were talking before, you know, about that and about that food there. Another place with food that was unbelievable. And again, it, Joey, Joey's, Joey there. Yeah, I'm, the rainbow. We were, just, we were just talking about the rainbow room before you called in. I don't like the rainbow oh, room. Sunset. Yeah. The, the rainbow yeah, it was room food. A fun spot. The, the, I love the rainbow for its ambiance and fried it's, chicken. And, and, no, but I just I, you know I've, I've, every time I've gone there to eat, it's always like. Eh. Talking about the real Rainbow Room? The Rainbow, yeah, room, Rainbow in LA. room in L.A. Oh, I thought you meant the one at Rockefeller. So did I. No, oh, no, the Rainbow Room in L.A. It's like, you know, it's an iconic rock and roll spot. Uh, it's been right. there since, what, the 50s, 60s? Like, Lemmy from Motorhead Are you lived there every day. It's from the 40s. Marilyn Monroe was proposed oh, to. that's right. In the back of really? the Really? Wow. Yeah, there's that so booth there. That, that, that old guy that sits when, there now. What it was called. The um, uh, Villanova, yeah, it was a long time ago. Anyway, Rainbow Room was awesome. Mario passed away last year. Oh, he did? Aww. Oh, the Mario the, the, passed the, last wait, year. Wait, who's yeah. that the gentleman that used to sit in the booth? The, the, there's, there's a plaque there. Uh, Marilyn Monroe met Joe DiMaggio here or something like that. Right. Um, and right. the, Oh, God, I don't remember. I have his number in my phone. Al, oh, what was his name? He was a really nice guy, and he loved me. He'd like I'd come by, and he'd have people sitting in his booth, and he'd throw people out of the booth. So I can go and sit oh, there with him. The old Al Stone. Yeah, Al Stone, Al Stone, Al Stone. Al Stone. That's a, that's that's the guy. He's, he's still alive. Oh, good. Thank God. He's still alive. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the baby the boomers have to kind of. Funny Ranch every September for Dennis's birthday. Of course, next year we'll probably still have a party and be partying with Dennis's ashes because he knows exactly where they were going to go. Al Stone, he's still around. Yeah, a hundred years old. Cool. All right, cool. Well, Joey, uh, well, you still got uh, you still doing body work? What's up? You still swimming? You know what? I'm just loving my life. Seriously, that whole mess is behind me, and I have a brand new life, and I am really loving my life. I are you still are you, are you still in touch with Mary Jo? Uh, every day. Oh, but cool. I, I've never been more. I, I'm very healthy, more strong, mentally, physically, emotionally, and more important, I'm not getting little cheeses on you. But I'm really in alignment spiritually. My body and my life is good for you, Joey. Because awesome. you know, you know I, 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 I love you, and I, you know, I love Mary Joe very much. Can I just, I just want to tell people that that don't know Joey because I know him very well. Yeah, and I tell this to people all the time. Uh -huh. He is one of the, he is one of the most genuine people you will ever meet in your entire you, life. Bro. You're welcome. It's well, true. Well, that's you. You will when you meet Joey. You get Joey. Well, I didn't know Joey. Yeah, I, I knew Mary Joe, and I knew and I knew Joey's daughter. You know, and um. How well and did you know Joey's daughter? I know Joey's daughter. You know, it was <laughs> very uh, well. Very well. Was, uh, you know, we were we were involved for you know we were wow. dating for a year or change. But did, does that make you uncomfortable, Joe? But when I met Joey, no, we got along. <laughs> right. Are you a nice guy? I'm a great guy. Joey would love to have me as a son-in-law. I hope. But right? you're the same age. You know, Bobby Hellman was responsible for getting uh, Jessica back in my life. That oh, is that's a true cool. story. 
Really? Yeah. I will love you forever, Bobby. Well, forever. I appreciate you know, he's, he's, he's giving you a humble smile right now. Well, yeah. you know what's really cool? Listen, Jessica's a great girl. And, um, and you know, I mean, you can understand that there was some, certainly they were upset. Everybody, The family was upset. And what, I she would, was dating you? No, no, not because of me. Oh. That came later. Um, but I would say to her, I mean, my, my father had passed away already, and I would say to her, like, you, my mother died when I was 11. I would say, like, you only have, you know, one mom and one dad, and you need to just, you know, put this all to, to bed and get with, together with him. And the three of us went out for lunch at Sushi Dan's, right? That's right. We did. Sushi Dan's in Studio City. And, um, and boy, they're... they're their relationship has never been stronger. So, and I, that makes That's me true. really happy. That's nice. And you know what? Yeah. I gotta say one more thing. They're all of them are just really. They, listen, they got all got caught up in a whole wacky whole hey, fucking. It, it could have been worse. But no but guys, at least no one died. Exhilarating. But this they're is genuine. This is what I thought I was gonna get. Thank you, Matt. You, you guys know what? Can, well, I had you guys... five people. They just fell yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. know. It's do. supposed to be a comedy show, Bob. You know, thanks a lot. Comedy. No, 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 they got caught up in a situation. All three of us are looking at our phones. Bob's crying already. Come on. Get the fuck. I'm glad that you you reckon comedy. Can I give you some comedy right now? Yeah. Joey, Bobby you do know Jessica the owners of the fun house, right? Yeah. Bobby and my daughter Jessica broke up, and me and Bobby are still the best of friends. My daughter hates me again. Yeah, hates oh. Joey, because, that, which is true, because he still talks to me. And that's oh. comedy? Yeah. Well, no, they, the yeah. comedy thing is you need, you need a reality show so that you could just do your family and the guys that have. Well, you know what's great is that I had pitched this show for the longest time with Joey. It was called Strong Island, it was Joey. Amy and her oh. husband and, and Mary Jo, and they will all be in like the Brady Bunch house, and oh. it was going to be How'd the- How'd that go? It, yeah. You know what? <laughs> oh, wait, got, wait, hold on a second. I'll tell you how uh, it went. Awkward. We got, <laughs> it was awkward, but we got a shitload of offers, because it was the adult yeah. Jersey show. And you didn't take anything, right? You know what? Joey's- well, I, I, I said Joey bucks. backed out of it. I was fine with a million bucks. Everybody else wanted more than that. So yeah. They fucked it all. I so, wait, I, I, I say- it, But today, I- no. I wouldn't do it today. I wouldn't do any of that. So stuff. you're today, still talking to Mary, Steve. I wouldn't do a thing. I know Mary Nothing. actually. I, I, your ex-wife and I are friends because we did speaking together at an agency. And we became friends. wonderful. She's a great girl. She's a I wonderful person. I now, so everything. are you still talking to Amy? No. Now that's what the fuck is wrong with you? Is this <laughs> Well, you know, what, what, wait, I, you, you, got, you did a fucking show with no. her. I don't know. Maybe you guys said, hey, what's up? I don't know. You you send each other a text no. every once in a while. Who hey, knows? Know. No Christmas cards. No. <laughs> Yo, Joey. So, all right, Joey, is there any place, anything you want to plug or anything? Do you have a business that you no, want to promote? No, nothing, nothing. Actually, yeah, my neighbor. So, awesome, uh, real quick, and I, I, I didn't explain this earlier in the show, but uh, part of my show, at the end of the show, it's a new thing I'm doing. It's it's gripes and grimes. And everybody that's got a gripe or a grime, you want to throw it out there? You got anything you want to gripe or grime about? Oh, no. We don't have enough time. Uh, <laughs> all right. Cool, Joey. Thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. Stay in touch with me. And uh, I know I wish you nothing but the best. Have a happy holiday. And if you speak to Mary Jo, please tell her I said hello. Of, of course. Yeah, your whole crew today was great. Thanks, everybody. Talk to everybody. Good talking again. to you. Bye. We'll talk Thanks, to you later. Joe. Joe. Later, bro. Everybody, uh, Joey Butterfuco on the phone. That was kind of cool. So uh, anyway, that, so anything, if you guys got gripes or grimes, you got something you want to really, what? you know, that, uh, it's just something that you know. You don't think that conversation was weird? 
What? Was it just me? What, what, what was weird? Oh, we had something happen. Now we're all friends. Everything's great. You know, this woman shot my wife in the face, and now we're all friends. Yeah, well, I mean, am I, I in Twilight Zone? Am I going to play that? Well, it, really it, it, welcome, welcome to welcome. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. But it has been chewed, it has been chewed to death. So yeah, but when you get I, them on there, you should kind of have something to grab because if we know so much about that story, right. we're kind of in there with it. It's them. like an elephant in the freaking room. Is yeah. it, is uh, well, why didn't you open your mouth then? You told me not to talk about Amy Fisher. You said I that. I didn't to, say that. Did he not say that? He goes, don't bring up the Amy thing. And don't we're not rude. No, no, Ever. no. No, <laughs> no look, when you guys were look, talking off mic, or, I could no, hear you. That's his why. His ex-wife wrote well, a book. Well, that would have been funny. Yeah. His <laughs> ex-wife, I, I'm, not, I'm not making an opinion, but his ex-wife wrote a book about getting married to a sociopath, and now the sociopath's on the telephone, and I have to act like I don't know if she wrote a book I, about it. No one told you what to say. This is an open You link. said no. What you said don't bring up Amy Fish. But I didn't you know, say she's kind of right. It was almost like your I, friend was on the phone and the mood was just easy, and we were waiting for an answer right. and what was going on. And it wasn't like, oh, he's a psychopath. He's I'm so gonna not. eat this microphone. Let, yeah, listen, yeah. that whole book is a comp- and I will blow this out of the water now. That book is a farce. It is a complete farce. That like half the other ones out there. And now it's, it's a, even But she more wrote it. She, she wrote it helping oh other people. Oh, my God. Well, then I, that's half good. Well, well, Bob, 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 you want to hear the Bob story about help. that book? I'll tell well, the real all right, story. So Joey to- all, right, all right, let's just... I'm not... I, I grew up on that story. I yeah, was a little, too much. Too much. I was like a, a little bit uh, younger or older than Amy. I can't remember. And uh, she, I played her a million times in different parodies and bullshit like that. And like, you know, she, he was fucking a younger girl. Which, whatever. Listen, I'm going to just... The younger I'm, girl I'm not freaked out and shot her in the face. And we're still on that story. We're still on that story. No, but I had to just act like nothing this. happened. So I'm sorry. I'm maybe so, well, I'm, so what would you oppose to do? What would you have done? How old are you? I'd mind me asking. I'm old enough. I'm 47. Okay, so you you're old enough girl. to so, remember. So how would you have handled that? What would you have done? You I don't know. She would have ripped him an asshole? That, what happened happened. He's, he did his time. It wasn't right. He's, you that he's really made crazy? peace with Mary Jo. Yeah. The whole situation has gone past everything. They've made a million dollars. They've I mean, all made millions of dollars off the whole she entire She still horrible. got shot in the fucking face. I'm sorry. Absolutely. First of all, she got shot in the face. They had, their relationship was, oh, they've slept together a couple times. And I know, I never, I could tell you everything about this whole story. Just because she sleeps doesn't mean they're not no, manipulative. I I mean, only a manipulative person I like could it. get their ex-wife Don't to fuck them. Don't point that fucking finger at me. No, I'm saying it's all sociopathic. Yeah, I'm sorry, sorry. I don't mean that. No, I like it. But you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Only a manipulative fucking sociopath can get their ex-wife after she got shot with a girl that he was fucking to sleep with him again. Sorry. Okay. Actually, I have to just jump in now. Okay. That you, are so, you are well, but so yeah, you got shot out of a cannon he's, right he's now. Got an Why, you think that was bad? No, I like it. I think that you're very I mean, feisty. You I love she's, it. She's I'm getting all turned on. She's trying to be funny on. and she yeah. gave us a, a real... I may send a real some, story. I, may send, I completely agree. Well, only a guy who's manipulated you me. Do you want to hear some of the things about this? Guys, stop stepping on each other because it really Makes for a shitty show. Let somebody talk. <laughs> Thank you. Steve. So first of all, <laughs> they had they, their relationship was over for six months. I mean, I can't believe we're even talking about this, but their okay. relationship was over for at, at least six months. Amy has said it to to him on the phone, and they said it to him in person. I've heard her say it. First of all, she was on ecstasy when that went on, and she was with this this trainer. You know, it was a whole in a whole other relationship, right? And. Showed up at the house two times. She showed up at the house twice. She, the first time she chickened out, and the second time she didn't chicken out. You know, but and she will say it. She'll she said it in her book wherever she's a, a wasted on ecstasy, no idea what was going on, and still doesn't even know why she did it to this day. So Joey also was 
listen, those were that was a weird time in in the world, and that's why I said like, how old were you? Because there were a lot of thirty something guys. I'm not condoning it, but back then there were a lot of thirty something guys, and I knew plenty of thirty something guys that were having you know sleeping with somebody who was eighteen, you know, seventeen, 17 a little 16. young. I completely agree with that. What is there something? Time's with that? up, guys. Yeah, time's <laughs> up. Absolutely, turning that corner. Whoosh. However, Oosh. on the whole, on the whole, uh, the sad part about the whole thing you're is not that ke- you're not going to keep doing this. No, I'm not. I'm not defending anybody, but I will just say <laughs> that they are they are all that. Listen, they're a tight knit family. Everybody in that family is guilty of something. Well, when no one's perfect. We're all imperfect pieces of shit. If you read the you know. book, this conversation is over. I Which mean, book? come on, the whole thing. I mean, there were enough yeah. books written. Oh yeah, you lived it. I lived it. So it's just it, it's, it's all a, good. It's it's like they've all true. moved on. Okay. Yes, they've moved on. You know, most except of them the have. bull in Mary Jo's face, but that's okay. Oh, oh and yeah, you're allowed to say there, that. There is yeah. that, that. No, I'm not even going to say that hard. I don't joke. like the. I don't like denial. I don't like. I don't enjoy denial. Okay, or, but how would you have handled the situation? You, I just. Then? I was being polite because you told me to be no, polite. No, I, I just. I, I don't even remember having a conversation did with you, you about Matt. It. Did he not? What, what did he say? I don't know what he said. Before but we I know came it was in, a friendly said, thing. Do, no, 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 no. I was on the. I said that to Joey, not to you. I said, I'm not going to bulldoze you. I said, this oh. isn't, this isn't well, a setup. I, that, that I was, was on the inferred. phone with Joey. All right, I, all right, I, okay. I didn't tell you anything. All right, well, I... I, it, I, but I, didn't, I wanted him to understand that. I, look, didn't have, didn't, I didn't have a backdoor agenda. Yeah, but I'm I a did, part but of the show. But you're a part of the show. You could have said anything well, you wanted. Let me ask you a question. What would you... What, How would you have handled it? Yeah, because now you're you're shot out of a cannon. Now, by the way, your hair is sticking up in your headphone right there. Oh, and it's driving me out of my mind. Stop. Now you look good again, my Jewess. Because people can see us. No, but the, the thing is, I I just had a problem with the fact that I act like nothing's happened. Mary Jo's face is paralyzed. I've hung out with her in, 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 a, in a very serious situation when she speaks to college students about marrying a crazy person, a sociopath, excuse me. Right. I, I understand all Who's about, idea? Let me all tell, about I'm that. I'm going to tell you another thing. Who do you think is the person that told Steve. her to go on the speaking engagement? Steve. No, me. Bob. I brought him no, to I, my agency. No, I introduced Stacy to Mary Jo. She, I got him to my agency, to, and she yeah. was speaking. No, I, 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 How I, long? When was that? This was like 2010 or, yeah. or 9 No, I introduced him, and that's yeah. why she no, did it. Yeah. And, and, and she was really good at what she was doing, and she helped a lot of students not be fucked up. And I just think that it's, it's then fine. Then why to, does she constantly need them to take? Why is she not taking care of herself? I don't know what's going on. You know, there's a lot of shootings going on now. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, to tell you the truth, everything, everybody, people, the people remember it if it's in their backyard right. or. So that was not even the first. And it kind of was like it got a lot of press. Yeah. But then all of a sudden there was. You it's know, all good. It was open. Hey, did anybody see today that our president is hooked on Adderall? Just to ask anybody. No. Oh, okay. like for real? Or like- <laughs> well, 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 Bob, why don't you explain well, to everybody? That makes sense. We didn't get a chance to really have Bob explain his story. On top of the fact that he was he's a brilliant co- comedian and a comedy writer, and he wrote for some of the biggest people in Hollywood, Bob has something very unique, and in, 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 I, I want Bob to explain it. Because yeah, actually, what no, it is. I think, it's called I The Daily Deeds. Okay. Daily and, and it's a great idea, and I really hope, uh, the best of luck. I really It should take off because it's, it's an awesome idea and Thank a great you. publication. Well, you know what's really cool? So, uh, so uh, in uh, 2009, I used to work for uh, Xfinity, and I was the first writer to start covering Twitter. Okay. And nobody was talking about Twitter back then. I mean, I would read stories of mine. They say, like, Harvey Levin is celebrating his 100th follower. You know, so nobody, <laughs> nobody gave a shit about it. <laughs> no one gave it. a shit. So I used to write a column called Who Gives a Twit 
and like I say, if it was for Xfinity for their website, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And it was all just like celebrity tweets. I make fun of them. But I kept looking at it and thinking, boy, this is there's something more here. If somebody could figure out how to take these these tweets, I mean, they're just they're Did just you random see the thoughts. two brothers? Which brothers? There are two brothers that go against anything Trump puts out. Right. They go up. They go oh, against. Oh, the Krasensteins. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw a show with them. It was fascinating. Yeah. Those are the. They made their. their they don't care about what they're writing. Yeah. But well, they just put it out rich. there. But so so I kept looking at it, going, "There's got to be some way to take to do something with these with these freaking with the tweets name. with the you know." Right. So I st- I started a website. I got you know some people in. Started a website called Daily Deets. DailyDeets.com. It's a fun website. And where'd you come up with the name? Uh, just daily details, you know, sure. you just your, your daily details. But the cool thing was I kept looking at my website. I had a million people coming on every month and, you know, I'm, I'm passing out some issues to oh, people cool. right here on the yeah. table right now. And, um, I would keep looking at the website and go, how the fuck does anybody make money from a website, you know? And the reality is you kind of don't. You can have what, a million people. Are you kidding people. me? Well, not really. Are you kidding me? Sponsors. No. I'm dead serious. Bob, turn to the ads, microphone. How many ads do you click no, on? No, no, no. You know what? You, you, you're in this business, and I can't tell you how many mini uh, things there are out there right. that everyone's making a million. Well, if you knew the younger generation, right. they are. They're hitting it one a day. They're all making millions. There's one where they, they dance and act to a song, and they're getting 12 million hits. They're doing crazy I need to shit. see. I need to see those hits translated sh- to a check. Okay. I need to see the check. Oh, no. What they do is the people that own that, they, uh, they do on the side, just like everybody else, they do their ads. Right. But when a girl goes and does her thing, if she's got millions, they come over there and said, why should I pay them? Right. You got millions, and they're following you like they are, you know, any one of the young. Uh, Doesn't put food on a table right. at the end of the day. A million dollars. It puts put no food. food on the table. I don't care what you you're telling me. You must have some expensive dinner. Yeah, pitch. no shit. Yes, you get sponsors, you things like how, that. You yeah. can't put food on a table for you a million dollars. You can sell ads on no, your website. Million, you can sell yeah, ads. Yeah, it's it's nothing. I'll show you after the show. I'll show you the stupidest thing where they average twelve million hits really? by dancing up and down stairs. They put a song <laughs> on. No, they put a okay, song so on. Okay, so they get day. twelve million hits. What's the click through rate on twelve million hits on their it's ads? The ads running on the, the side. You're not making. I'm, well, listen. After we're done with this, I will open up the Google Analytics page and show you the money that you're going to make from a million hits. Okay, so what do you feel that you got them? To well, give you, you only a, have four thousand Twitter followers. I, it's, it's okay. Okay, hold on. We're going to just direct this conversation yeah, somewhere okay. else yeah, because it's really that's a debate. But so basically, here's here's a perfect example. Well, Stacey, of what you got shot out of a cannon with everybody. Oh, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! I'm trying to help you, fucking God, magazine here, like Bob. So like and Bob, take it easy. This, and you only have Bob, that. Sh- Bob, stop! This. Shut up! I'm trying to help your magazine and explain people what Daily Deeds is. Okay, I'll tell them. So, no, no. I, uh, in layman's terms, here's a perfect example. So, if you can't follow every celebrity on your Twitter account, and it's hard to keep track of who's doing or saying what, Bob does it for you. And in the Daily Deeds, it's it's a physical, you know, little it's magazine. magazine. It's like a little Reader's Digest-sized yeah. magazine you could stick in your pocket. I'm bringing the tweets to the streets. You get it for free. So here's a perfect example of why I, I, this is kind of cool. So uh, the legendary creator Stan Lee passes away. I loved him. Okay. So what Bob does is he takes all the celebrities, all the, all the people that were so, like superheroes in all the movies... And he takes their tweets that were 
dedicated to Stan Lee, and he puts them all on the same page. So you can read what Robert Downey Jr. said. You could read what uh, you know Chris Evans said. All the things that uh, you know the people that played all the different superheroes, their tribute to Stan Lee, and it's all in one place where you know you wouldn't normally know what what uh, Robert Downey Jr. said uh, in tribute to Stan Lee, and it's here on that whole dedication page just to Stan Lee, and what all the people had great things to say. Well, Stan Lee was an amazing guy. He lived to ninety five. And he was also I, a sweetheart. I worked with him a few times. I bodyguarded him twice. He was born no one. He was one of the nicest men out there. Oh, could you? He'd stay for an hour late, not getting paid, just making sure that the kids or whoever got those, because he knew that was a big point in their life. I got I got a lot of autographs. But yeah. <laughs> he loved his fans, but so the Daily Deeds. So yeah. basically, any celebrity or they, there's it's there's sports, it's political, it's entertainment. So where can you find the Daily so Deeds? Da- yeah. So da- and Daily Deeds, it's available in New York. We're we're on Amazon. You can get subscriptions to it, and you know we're a digital magazine. We're on and issues. it's at Paulie G's. And it's at Paulie G's. It was this great <laughs> pizza place. Paulie G's in Brooklyn, one of my favorites. Where is um, that? Where is that in Brooklyn? It's in uh, Williamsburg. Oh, but cool. it's it's a free publication. But it's a free publication. We're on Forty Second Street. We're all over Forty Second Street. You'll see there are these boxes that they have in New York. Uh, where, where you get like the free dip, like the AM, the free New York, newspaper, and AM New York, AM like New York, and then you see we're on Forty Second in Lexington, Second, Forty Third, Forty Fourth. We're all over the East Side, and uh, in January we're blowing into like thirty more locations. And it's going to be, it's exciting. What I did was I took social media and gave it and put it into a magazine. Because when I looked at Twitter and when I looked at my website and I would look at stories, I would sit there and, and I love newspapers. I grew up reading the New York Post and the Daily News. And you, you know, you're a New Yorker. That's what you do. But newspapers ran into a, a problem when the internet came out. All of a sudden yeah. they stopped, they just stopped they stopped making the paper better. And USA Today came along 100 years before that. And that was the last time that anybody reinvented. I like a newspaper, but you're absolutely right. There are people like me, but the younger generation, everybody else, I actually said to my friend who was, uh, uh, Club NYC was one, Shecky's, which was huge. I remember Shecky's, yeah. Huge. They had like uh, 100,000 people per weekend doing their things. And I said to him, he goes, Matt, you know, I make my money here. And why am I doing every single place? I said, you don't have to. I said, if you're going to do it, cut out the book. His book said every place, three, four, so cut out the book, cut out everything. Do your shows where you get these 100,000 women coming through over a weekend. Make your money in that and do New Year's and do this. So I helped him do that. And he must have sold it. But that's the way you make money. But you know what I found, which is really cool with the magazine, is that people that are in there over 40, they love it. First of all, they love it. Because they don't like to follow it. Right. They don't want to follow everybody on Twitter. They want to see the best tweets, the best Instagrams, and all that stuff. The millennials eat this magazine up like it's candy. They... Fucking love it, and I'll tell you really? why. Really, wait, wait, yeah. I was also another, tell you why. I want to tell you. Here's also another cool aspect of his, uh, the Daily Deeds, which I love, is that it, it, it's scannable. So if you see something like something from like Conan O'Brien, and and you could st- he has a sp- uh, barcode scanner, so you could scan it, and it'll bring you 
to yeah, Conan's it's an interactive World. Magazine. It's an interactive magazine, so it's not just something you're reading. So that's why if you're interested in what you're reading, you can actually scan on right, it and, and learn further. Right. That's one of the reasons why the so I was talking to somebody the other day. She's 22, and I said, "How do you like the magazine?" And she goes, "I have been playing with it all day. I love playing it. Playing with it. Playing mm. with it." So she and obviously she's yeah. Stacy, you are so, so out of control. So what about So you have Bethany's cookie. <laughs> Uh, query, uh, do you speak to her about it? No, I've talked to her about that. She, Just I, what she puts out right, there. Right, cookie thing. What she makes a million dollars. There you go. Out. Okay. So the, but the millennials... How do you make your money? I'll tell you in a second. The millennials like it because the millennials have never seen a magazine. They only know their phone. So for no, them... Phone they, and computer. Phone and yeah. a computer. But actually more though, so their phone. Yeah. But they, they've never had it. So for them, they go, oh my God, this is so cool. And the other reason they like it is because they feel it's theirs. They go, social media belongs to us. They, they feel that they own social they media. They do. Okay. That's great. But the point is, now it's they have a... It's sad that they don't know what it's like to carry something around and read it from cover That's why they yeah. like it. And you see, and when I see Ooh, them reading it, when I see them, they, <laughs> listen, I see them, I would give this to the kids, like the teenagers by my office going to, the, going to school. I see them all waiting at the bus. I would hand them out 30, 40 issues. And they look ecstatic. They sit there and they go, oh my God, like check out Kim Kardashian. And they like holding it. Yeah, Is that yeah, Pauly it's Shore? The all the kids in if your you neighborhood the Pauly Shore? But it's true, if you hit the right button, you'll do well. You don't hit the right button, nothing happens. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So so they like it. And the money comes from, like everything else, the advertising. I do a lot of target marketing. Right. Tar that's how I was able to do so well. Right. But in the very beginning, I, see, I was one of the first promoters. And definitely with what I did. And I put, like, like, superstar bands together. Like I said, everybody wanted to be at a Matt to Matt party. And Your birthday parties were epic, by the way. <laughs> I agree, and yeah. I had a blast. Don't yeah. remember a lot, but yeah. I had a great time. No, you, you, forget about a regular Matt to Matt party. If you got invited to Matt to Matt's birthday party, it was That was the shit. He'd have, a, he'd have a montage of his whole entire life wow. all over the club. You were, the, you yeah. were at that yeah, one? Yeah, I was at that one. <laughs> I did my 40th birthday at El Flamingo. Oh, and, that's And fun. all of my friends... Said we're gonna do something for you, and one guy was an S and M guy. Right. They put me in. <laughs> they put me in the play that was in uh, whatever was the play there. It was like oh, a Tony Flamingo's wedding. Oh, about I remember that. That, um, that was the West Side. It was, so, oh, I remember that yeah, play. Was and that then so they play. did all this stuff. And they they actually interviewed me. The club. Right. A friend of mine said, "What about your second grade school teacher? Who did you like in high school?" They got together with the writers of the show, who are huge. Could have been like the Hammersteins or whatever. They put it into a package, and it was crazy. They give me the leashes for three girls with their bras and uh, G-string, and I'm walking them up to the stage to get my, uh, my show, my cake, whatever uh -huh. I think. So I'm walking them through the crowd. It's one of the worst nights. Uh, it was heavy rain. Never thought yeah, it was, was pouring. Show. I remember that. It was pouring. torrential. Well, I was yeah, tripping was. on mushrooms that night. That's why. Yeah, absolutely right. It was <laughs> torrential. I, I'm on my way there. I'm going. I'm going to have 50 people. This is going to be. A th I wouldn't come out. It's basically. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so as I'm walking these people, the girls up, they bend over and they say, "Matt, spank me." And I looked at my girl and uh, bang. <laughs> Not hard enough, she says to me. Hit me harder. Bang. And then it got to be like, I couldn't do Hit Me Harder. It just wasn't one of the things I did. So they all of a sudden, the microphone started going, 
Matt, I'm your second grade school teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the one who fantasized, who you fantasized about, who you stared because I had a see-through blouse. And that's where your childhood began. And they ran through my whole wow. life. Yeah, it was really cool. And then at the end, they stripped all their clothes off. All the girls had G-strings. There was uh, confetti. I remember that, that play. It, it was yeah. bananas. Bana and Gene Simmons, yeah. he's a very good friend. My friend did a show. He doesn't speak to men. He is <laughs> no. If really? there's a woman in the room, yeah, you got to pay to speak to him. Yeah, if there's one woman in the room and there's six hundred men or whatever you want to say, two and five or whatever it is, he will not go to you. He goes to the woman and he talks to the women. It, to me, it's a little bizarre. It's bizarre. No, he's just a dick. Okay, thank no, that you. is bizarre. <laughs> that's that's, yeah, yeah. That, is, that is bizarre. That is very bizarre behavior. No, Gene Simmons is one of the biggest dicks I ever met. But Paul Stanley, one of the nicest yeah. guys yeah. And, and, in the world. Uh, Ace, Ace Freely also. Ace, yeah, Ace, Ace is weird. Ace is, he's, he's, weird. he's nice in a weird way because he's so burnt. But he gets scared so easy. Like, yeah. Paul is so together. Gene's kind of tough. I did an Ace Freely video, and he got so spooked because we were big, that big. Yeah. Um, they said, look, uh, here's 20 bucks. There's a fair. The street fair was outside. Come back in an hour. We went. We're, sit, we're drinking beers. By the time we got back, he should have been scared of us. Yeah. <laughs> so he was popping volumes and everything else. So finally, like he was just like shaking. It was freaked out. So we were like, "Look, Ace, we're here to help you. Aww. We're not here to hurt you." And the video. Oh, by the way, he plays a mental patient. <laughs> he was in character, bro. Yeah, you fucked him up. Absolutely. <laughs> and we're all in white jackets, trying to. Put him in the straight jacket. I think that a little freaked him out also. But if you see the video, it's pretty funny. I just think it's horrible how they just, you know, made him sign away his... Yeah, he fucking got nothing. His... Well, that's Gene. He's just fucking... He's vicious. I Gene did a book signing at Scores. It was like... Uh, and it was, it was weird because nobody was there. It was like, you'd think it was Gene Simmons at Scores, but like... So, and the rule was like, basically, Gene's only signing the book. So now <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not a, you know I'm not a Kiss fan. I you know I, I I like a couple of songs when I when I was a kid I just thought they were like superheroes. I didn't realize they were a rock band. You know <laughs> I, I, I just think they were the coolest like action figures. You didn't it realize was like, they no, sang. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> oh, so I, but so I, I you know I, listen I'm an Iron Maiden fan. I'm a Black Sabbath fan. I just but never Kiss had, Kiss had good music. No, they, no, they what listen. were their superpowers? Oh, I don't know. I didn't care. Gene no, said, but he's right. They look cool. He's they right. have great they look, costumes. Yeah, they look like and their makeup looked awesome. They didn't look like. Yeah, I remember I got in trouble because someone gave me like a, that f Ring of Fire sticker with the four sticks, and I put it on. I had a little seat, like a little wooden seat that I would carry on. It was my seat, and I put it on my seat. And my mother beat the piss out of me because I ruined the chair. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Steven. so so now the, 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 this one guy from Long Island was there three hours and, and there was no, nobody showed up to Gene Simmons book signing I don't know if it was I get, it's because of what he does and, but he, it was improperly promoted whatever because he doesn't so, talk to women he, I mean he only talks to women well and Lonnie from Scores said hey Gene Simmons is doing book signing I already ordered you a filet come down so, he told me yeah. yeah and Lonnie would do that yeah. for you yeah, yeah. So, I, so I was like alright I guess I'll come down for the filet I can give two shits about Gene Simmons so me and Lonnie are sitting off to the side and I'm like oh, thought it would be packed and there was like only maybe like 30 guys online and this one guy had been there for three well there are people fucking, that yeah three fucking hours this guy waited for Gene so now he's the first one online and he has an album underneath his arm and he goes up to Gene and he goes Mr. Gene I, I know it's only book signings but he goes 
This album was given to me when I was eight years old by my father, and he tragically died in a car accident the next day. This album means everything to me. All it does is remind me of my father. I will never resell this album. And to have your autograph on this album would make my life complete. I know it's out of the, uh, you know, it's not what you asked, but if you would sign this, it would, it would mean, the, it would make my, my life, it would mean everything to me. And Gene fucking turned his back on the guy. <laughs> he turned his back on the guy and he goes, Gene, Please, it, my dead father gave this to me the day before he died. And Gene just went, he, he turned his back, and the guy, and I was like, this was the best. The guy goes, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I fucking waited three hours on this fucking line. Nobody's even here to sign your stupid fucking book because you're a piece of fucking shit. Fuck you. And I'm in the back going, yeah, Well, yeah, can you yeah, that, that guy stood him. up yeah. for himself. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You won't meet a guy waiting three hours for something like that. That's he goes, there's 30 people you online. 30 years. You're, like, there's 30, 30 people years. online. No one gives a fucking shit about you. You can't sign this book. You're a piece of shit. Tuh, you're fucking dead to me. Fuck you. I fucking hate you. And I was like, yeah, give it to him. The only reason I brought up Gene was he was the, he sat with his blondes in the quarter of this party that the party was raging. Right. So anything he wanted, he had in front of him. And he just sat there. And I and then I sent somebody over. Can we do anything? And to tell you the truth, I have no feeling good or bad. But it was just bizarre when, so, when a celebrity is at your place and you're trying to do something for him. When there's a lot going on, I would think they should be appreciative. That's the no. only thing. At, like this kid... I don't think I would be able to stand there. No, he finally yeah, he went off on him. I was like, "Good for you, man. Fuck him." Well, now so this is their farewell tour right now, right? Oh yeah, there? everybody's for three a, years. Yeah, the Rolling Stones year. did a farewell tour twenty years ago. Yeah, right, <laughs> guys, <laughs> well, I, 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 I think we're way over time. <laughs> this I, this has fun. been so much fun. I can do like three hours. But uh, before we get going, and I'm gonna get everybody to get their plugs in. I, I have a couple of sponsors. Uh, we got Varshaner beer is probably. The coolest beer on the planet, not only because they actually advertise on my show, but because they're a really fucking good beer. Like, Versteiner beer, they're Pilsner. I went, last week, I did a big party. It was an old school hip-hop party with MC Search, uh, Chub Rock, MC Light, uh, Cool Herc, uh, Big Daddy Kane, and Versteiner beer... They sponsored it. They donated about like 10 cases of fucking beer. And I'm going to tell you something. Everybody in the club had a Versteiner beer in their hands. And everybody was loving it. It was just, a, it was a huge hit at the party. MC Search, who is one of my iconic hip-hop legendary fucking icons who I love, uh, he came up to me and shook my hand and said, Versteiner Beer did such a great job, and everybody fucking loved the beer. And I want to thank them for being a sponsor. And there's the DCL Group. If you were looking for a, to get your money back from anybody, the DCL Group is a bunch of lawyers that will go and they're pit bulls. They will come out and they will get your money back. They will work with you. They're also, you know, of course, they're attorneys. They can do whatever you want. The DCL Group, go to uh, DCL Testimonies. And you can find out everything that's going on with the DCL group. I have to thank Pro Media for giving me this lovely, awesome studio. Yeah, yeah Pro, Pro Media. Media. Uh, this, this, I'm this, all with that. Yeah, there's facilities and there's staff. My engineer, Max, and everybody here is such a professional. If you want to do a podcast, call Chad at uh, 
Pro Media and set up. Uh, you can set up a studio time. I'm doing a podcast. That means you could do a podcast. It's, it sounds great. Just yeah, don't Steve let Joey put a Fuco on. Yeah, because he'll he'll talk <laughs> half the time and just ruin that show. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta yeah. tell you something. I feel like I came, said hello. I'm gonna do it next time, and we're gonna do it with me on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. He was the 800 pound gorilla in the room. But uh, you know, hey, listen. No pun intended. The, the past is past. Joey's always been very nice to me, and he's, he's a good guy. He is, he is who he is. All right, already. Let's talk about Matt and uh, Yeah, and I want to thank Munger, uh, My World and Munger Music for being our uh, supplying any type of music content to the show and the opening of the show. And uh, those those guys are talented, Munger Music, My World. And uh, my executive producer, Bobby Zoo. Everybody's got to say that together. Bobby, Bobby Zoo. Zoo. Bobby Zoo in the house. Yeah. And uh, I want to thank everybody for being here. Bob Hellman, Stacey Pressman, the legendary Matt DeMatt. Everybody, you want to got you got plugs? You want to plug something? Plug, it's now's plug. the time. I want to say to everybody, it's a great studio. Uh, it's very easy to work with. The people here are wonderful. I've been here twice, and I am totally happy with everything. It just gets better and better every time I show up here. So I think it's a wonderful Media studio, whatever you want. Yeah, to call it. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's they, it's they know what they're doing. Stacy, I know you got something to plug. Baby. I got to plug a lot of shows. Um, next weekend, I'll be at Greenwich Village Comedy Club the entire weekend. Uh, Friday and Saturday shows, hosting those. I'll be doing Christmas Eve at Westside Comedy Club. For because the... you're Jewish and you don't care. Well, yeah. And... <laughs> you took over for the lesbian Jew who lost those two shows. You don't know about that. No, but I, I'm not. No, I didn't take over for her. But I know you didn't. It was oh, it's huge. Oh, who? It's a huge oh, who? story. Oh, we'll talk about it after. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Westside Comedy Club. I'll probably be doing other clubs that night, and then I'll be touring in January. I, have, I think I have a show upstate. Well, we'll, and... we'll have. Well, you'll be back on before that. Yeah, you can yeah. Plug that I have to keep. I'm gonna do a oh, Christmas oh. show. I want to do. I want to do a oh, club cool. show. I want to get like Jimmy Vernetti, and uh, we'll try to get whoever. We're gonna get some big. We're just gonna do a old school, uh, New York City nightclub. And maybe we'll get Russ on the phone. Why don't we do a Christmas party? We're going to do a Christmas party next week. Okay, let me know. Yeah, no, uh, uh, my friend, uh, I can't say her name. I mean, uh, Gertrude is going to be come up. She has a dirty Christmas carol. She's going to sing. It's gonna oh, be that'd be fun. And we're going to do a crossover show at Radio Gunk, my friend Monique. Oh, can we do a crossover show at the Pressman Hour? Well, well, I don't. Well, well no, you're going to be here. So why, how can no, we do a crossover no, show? No, I need to put my show up on my. Thing. Well, well, we'll figure that out. But, okay. but, but Monique's going to call in. We're, okay. we're going to. She's going to interview me. I'm going to interview her. We're going to do dirty Christmas carols next week. Christmas party is going to be awesome, Mr. Hellman. Please go right ahead. Yeah, Daily and everybody, Deets. go to dailydeets.com. It's a fun website, and uh, look for our magazine in New York at the uh, on Forty Second Street on the East Side. And also, I'm going to put one more cool thing out there. My email is bob at dailydeets.com, and we are looking for good writers. If you want to be a writer, if you are a writer, or you think that you know all about social media, email me, bob at dailydeets.com, and maybe we can get you going. I, I, I already emailed you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Thank you, everybody. Thank Peace. You, Good night. Stay tuned for the Christmas show next week, well, baby. I think I have a fresh. Fuck is a fresh. Aftershock with Steve Grillo. We'll be back after he finishes taking a dump. <laughs> <laughs>